Hey, this is Butch Patrick. That's right, Eddie Munster. And it's almost Halloween. If you're listening to me, you're listening to Canned Air Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrush. And joining us today, we welcome actor, violinist, vocalist, pianist, dancer. Where does it stop with this one? Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you might have seen her in the new movie Concrete Cowboys, Liz Priestley. Liz, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm excited. <laughs> I am too. It's going to be really fun to talk with you. You've got so much under your belt. Where do you find time to sleep? My God, seriously. <laughs> I, there's a good majority of those things that you listed that I haven't done in a little while. <laughs> I think that's all just kind of a part of my history, but I, please do not be under any illusions that I do all of those things every day, because that's just simply not true. <laughs> you might sell yourself a little bit short there, but we'll, we'll find that I mean, out here in just a little bit. But before Unless we... you count humming in the shower as singing, because then, yeah, I do that every day, totally. <laughs> well, shoot, I'm a singer then, too. Exactly. We yeah. all are singers We're then, awesome. aren't we? I'm amazing. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) Just no. But before we get to talking with Liz, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you want to throw some support toward the show, if you like what you're hearing, want to get some more of that content, patreon.com forward slash CannedAirPod. $5 a month gets you access to the CannedAir Patreon pod and other goodies like pins and lights and all kinds of crap with our logo on it. I mean, where does it end, people? Where does it end? Gentlemen, the what swag. am I forgetting? <clears throat> well, if you're uh, not doing anything Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern, hop on Facebook and join Jack and I as we play some Jackbox games and make fools of ourselves and have some fun. So You really need to Facebook work on your marketing strategy there. Um, yeah. th- th- that didn't sound too <laughs> enticing. Say so It's going to be a but, great time. We're not going to make asses of ourselves. We're just going to have the best time you've ever had. But we that really will. That will be a lie. <laughs> That'll be the Easter I mean, egg. I had to draw, though. Like, we're going to make asses of ourselves. Well, I'm definitely going to watch for that. Well, okay. Liz has a point there. Thank Liz you, has Liz. a point. I mean, why else did we ever watch you know, America's Funniest Home guys, Videos? I've all. I've known you all 30 seconds, but I definitely want to see you make asses of yourselves. Because why? <laughs> how is that not funny? Like, I'm sure it'll what happen. What kind of a this production error are they going to so make station. this week? Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, one more thing before we move on. If you are in need of professional representation of any kind, if you're a podcaster, actor, singer, whatever it might be, Steve Joyner might just be the publicist for you at 816 605 4561. Once again, 816 605 4561. Is that everything, gentlemen? That's I believe it. so. All right. Well, let's just get right to talking with Liz about, again, everything she has under her belt here. <laughs> I would imagine you had to have started at a very young age with everything you've been doing. Yeah, about age four was when I started playing violin. And, um,. <sighs> Yeah, (laughs) four years old. That's incredible. (laughs) All right. So background on that, though. So I come from a very musical family. I have five sisters. We all played instruments. I'm the fourth out of six. So they were all playing 
you know, when I was, by the time I was four. So it was kind of like, oh, I want to do what they're doing, you know. But I, you know, I, I started violin around age four and I kept that up until about age 24-ish. I still play, but I don't take lessons after about 24-ish. Um, and then, yeah, I, I started, I was a, I trained as a classical opera singer starting at age 14. I've kept that up. I also studied musical theater in college, so I've kept that up. And then, and that's where the dancing comes in. I mean, I would, I don't know if I'm really a dancer anymore. I used to be. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, and then acting, that was like, you know, ever since I was about six or seven it was like you know when you're a kid and you watch like so when I was a kid it was like oh I don't know like the mighty ducks and like those kinds of movies coming out and I would you know I would enjoy the movie but then in the back of my head I'd be like yeah but do they really play hockey like how are they doing that who does that who play who makes the movies how do I that you can play pretend for a living and get paid I want to do that like we're who wow you know and then it was like, you know, school plays all the way up through college and then after college. And now I'm making my movie debut. So it's been kind of a roundabout way to get to what I've always wanted to do, which was I wanted to be the girl that made the movies. I just kind of did everything else in the meantime, because why not? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Why not? Yeah. It sounds like you well, might you even not, right? <laughs> have a seat in you to be a producer based on the way you were examining the Mighty Ducks. I mean, that might be I a mean, credit we see on that IMDb here in a few years, huh? I've always said, I don't think I have a director's eye, but I definitely could produce. So maybe. That's cool. We'll see. Right. We'll see. I have to do a couple other things first. Though. <laughs> Heard it here first folks yeah. <laughs> exclusive canned air there it is there it is <laughs> now something you just mentioned uh right there was a classically trained opera singer my god of all i mean i've i've played music i've sang in bars and stuff and you know like we were talking yeah. earlier in the shower you know just that's where i'm the best singer is in the shower but to be an opera singer i mean that's like some next level stuff are you so you, you said you're still doing opera huh? I mean, I, I still do it here and there. I don't really do as much singing now as I used to. And it's funny. Um, so I'm, you know, I'm from Philly. I'm still here. And everybody that knew me growing up and in high school and everything, they only know me as a singer. So, like, this whole movie thing for them is just like, where did this come from? Like, they just don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, they're just like, well, that's great. Are you still singing? And I'm like, well, I uh, uh kind of here and there not really no no not at all not at all sorry <laughs> you know um, no I mean it was like I, around the time that I decided I didn't want to play violin professionally I was just like it's a hobby you know mm -hmm. um my parents were like you should you should try to keep up your musical abilities try something else just pick something and I was literally like um singing let's try that you know and uh I they found a voice teacher for me who was herself an opera singer and after my first lesson she she called my parents and she said look I normally don't take students under the age of 16 and I was 14 at the time um but she's like she's really good 
uh, I would like to take her on and we're, we're just going to go for it. And they were like, sure. So that started and she, you know, we trained in opera and it's like, you know, if you're, if you're singing opera, you got to learn your Italian arias and your French arias and your German songs. And, and she was the kind of teacher that, um, if we were singing in Italian, you had to show up at your lesson and she'd say, okay, she'd open the book and say, what does this word mean in English? And if you didn't know, close the book, give it to you and be like, go home. Wow. And if you were five minutes into the lesson, it didn't matter. But she was like, if you're going to sing in this language, you need to know what you're, what you're saying. So it was that, you know, kind of training, uh, up until college and then through college and beyond. So yeah, kind of intense, but it's fun. Of all the operas you've done, do you have a favorite particular language? Like, do you lean more towards the the German or the... I think I probably lean towards the Italian because that's what I started with. Um, Commonly, when you start in opera, you you begin in Italian. I guess because it's the easiest, but I I think it's also the most common. So I just, you know, I tend to have a, a love for the Italian part. But when I was in college, so I went, you know, for musical theater, but there was an opera program at my school and they did an opera every year. And they did a couple German ones while I was there. And I was just like, these are beautiful. Like I, you know, I got a new appreciation for them during college. So it's funny though. I, I'm glad I did all of that. I don't really miss it. <laughs> like, I, I, I'm glad I had the training and all of you know the different things and you know learning to perform live and doing concerts and having that you know immediate feedback and everything. But it was always like this is a stepping stone to get to where I want to get to. I'm you know I'm glad I'm good at it, but this is where I want to go. So. Yeah, it seems much more tedious. That acting part that you have to belt out something in some opera, though, too. So that'll help yeah. out. It could help out in the long run. It definitely does. I mean, everything from like the discipline of, I mean, when I was still playing violin, when I was taking lessons, I was up to about five, six hours of practicing a day, which would be split up some like before school and after school. But I mean, if you're doing anything for five to six hours a day, you can pretty much do anything. Like it just teaches you discipline. So with the acting stuff, you know, I've had, um, you know, I've had auditions where it's like, they've sent me, you know, five or six pages of dialogue overnight. And they say, we need you to have this memorized by tomorrow that's not a problem for me because I can absolutely sit there for five hours and be like, okay, got it. You know what I mean? Um, And then when you're filming, it's, it's just, it's hurry up and wait, right? You get there, you may be called to set at noon, but you're not getting in front of the camera until six o'clock. So it's like for that six hours, you got to figure out, like you can't go wandering off. You can't, you know, do what you you can't take a nap because you can't ruin your hair or the makeup that you got in when you first got there. So you have to figure out what am I going to do for the next six hours so I can stay focused and I can be ready to go. But you know, it's yeah. Yeah. I think playing instruments prepared me for all of that. So I would say so, especially after the yeah. yeah. teacher. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds miserable, but it's really fun. It's really fun. <laughs> no, I get it. When someone drives you that hard, I mean, it might uh, it might irritate you at first, but yeah, when you come through the yeah. other side of it, you're like, man, I'm so glad they did. Yeah, and especially if it's something you love. I mean, eventually, 
I got to a point with violin. I was like, I don't love this anymore. I like it, but I don't love it. Acting for me has always been something I loved. And so like for this film, it was so funny because I got a trailer on this film. I've never, I mean, okay, so this is my first film. So I've never even had like experienced any of this. So it's like, you know, I, I show up and they're like, let's take you to your trailer. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, and but then I sit in my trailer for six hours. So it's like the novelty of having a trailer wears off after about 45 minutes. And then you're like, <laughs> guess I'll just go stand up there and watch them film. <laughs> yeah, really. it's like, well, and it's like they were shooting several blocks away. So there was nothing for me to watch. Oh. Um and most of the people that were called were already on set, so there was, like, no one for me to talk to. Like, it was just, like, me sitting in the trailer on my phone, like, I'm going to watch some Golden Girls. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. just, like, how do I kill the time? But also, it's, like, I was super nervous. And, I mean, it's Idris Elba, so it's, like, I'm not... I'm not going to take a nap. You know what I mean? Like I'm right. sitting there being like, is it ready? Am I, am I ready? Is it time? I'm ready. I'm ready. Just tell me when, you know? So, That's yeah. so freaking cool. And I have to ask, you know, these friends you spoke of earlier that when you said you were getting into acting, they're like, oh, well, aren't you singing? Like, do they still have the same reaction after being in a role right next to Idris Alba? <laughs> um, it's, it's actually... It's really funny watching people's reaction. Like, so on Facebook, because that's the only social media I have, not for long, I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> here, watching people's reacting on Facebook is has been so funny. Um, and there's like a little part of me that feels like very vindicated and justified. Like, I'm like, yeah, this, this thing that I've been talking about for 20 years, this, this, I'm doing it now. And they're just Told like, ya. we had no idea you were, you know, it's like, yeah. yeah, I've only been talking about it since, you know, since I was this high, but yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No, it's, they're just shocked that, you know, it's like one thing to be like, oh, I've, I want to be an actor. And they're just like, well, yeah, you and everyone else, right? Um, but then it's like, no, not only am I an actor, I just did a film. And not only did I do a film, I'm with, you know, Aegis Elba and Caleb McLaughlin. And they just, it, they're floored by it. They're just, what? what? Wait, like, are you like an extra? No, I'm his wife. <gasps> you know, yeah. I'm just like... Yeah, let that sink in for you. Okay. Want to ask you know? me about singing now? <laughs> yeah. you know, do you take me seriously now? You know. So, yeah, it's it's been kind of cool to, uh, you know, it's... there's a little part of me that's like bragging a bit. Well, why just the to... hell shouldn't you brag your ass right. off? You know, Absolutely. I'm just to stay humble. It's like, you know, but there's, you know, a little part of me that's like, <laughs> well, that thing Bra no. Being being someone who brags and being arrogant are two different things. As long as you don't yeah, mess the true. two, I think you're going to be just fine. Could be that fine line in between the two, though. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's walking. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to walk that line very carefully. But it's so yeah. funny because you know we've been doing this show uh, now seven years, and this is a much smaller scale than what you're talking about. But over time, 
you know, we've tried to show people, tell people about the show. And, you know, people that I know sometimes will just kind of look at you, oh, a, a podcast. And it, just that word in itself can be very dismissive to people. But mm. then I haven't talked to this person, say, in a year, year and a half. And all of a sudden my phone's like ding, 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 yep. ding. Like, oh, man. All this attention yeah. because they took the time to look into it. Okay, you know, this is kind of cool. And uh, yeah, there is a part of me sometimes like, oh, that's cool, but like, you son of a bitch, why are you just now reaching out to me? <laughs> <laughs> I've been telling about this forever. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, you know, obviously my family has been very supportive and everything, but there, I've been doing theater in Philly and New York and D.C. and a bunch of other places um, for about 25 years now. I could probably count on one hand the number of shows my family has gone out to see, not counting my parents, they're great. But I mean, like my sisters, you know, they came up in college to see shows that I was in. But I think since college, it's been like, you know, maybe one or two here and there. So yeah, it's it's kind of kind of nice because I've been saying so long like I'm an actor I'm an actor I'm an actor I'm an actor and they're like yeah you know you're <laughs> auditioning <laughs> and you're like no yeah I am auditioning you know and it you know it's it's so funny like like I said my parents have been very supportive but even they, I think they were trying to toe that line of like, want you to pursue your dreams, want you to be happy, but we also want you to be realistic, okay? Like, you know, maybe work in an office, just saying, fallback plan, you know? <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, if I have a fallback plan, I'm not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I'll always know that I have a backup plan. So let right. me just go do that, and I'll, you know... Um, so it's been it's been especially cool for my parents to be like, oh, she's never given up. She's you know, she's been talking about this since she was seven. So it's nice yeah. to be like, oh, I made it. Oh. And I'm sure sometimes in the neighborhood they can drop the fact like, you know, she was just in a yeah, movie with yeah. herself. Yeah. <laughs> my mom lets it slip. Well, you know, Liz is a She's in a little movie with, um, you know, Idrisella. She just it's says it all casual. Thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I got to know, Liz, as a, uh, a sibling that, you know, I, my younger sibling and I have somewhat of a rivalry going a lot of times. How did you tell your your siblings that you were in a movie with Idris Elba? Was it just kind of <laughs> nonchalantly or did you just like walk in, mic drop and walk off? Oh, no. Uh, well, <laughs> <laughs> so when I when I got cast in the movie, right, I, I told them I don't know if they really believed or if they really knew the extent of it, I think uh, at that point it was like, she's going to be in a movie. It's with Idris Elba. And that's it. Like, they weren't like, she's his wife. She's going to be in a scene. It was just like, she's going to be in a movie. He's also in it. So I think there was that. My parents were away on a cruise when I found out. So I had to call them like in the middle of the ocean, I had to wait until they had like reception to be like, I got it. And they, even they were both like, that's great. Like, I don't think it really, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. Then it wasn't until the day that I shot uh, my, my big scene with Idris. So what had happened was I got in very nice and close with the costume and the hair and makeup people, which I recommend all actors make nice with your hair and makeup and costume people. Because then what happened was during the shooting of the scene, they were both parked out by the monitors and started taking pictures. 
and they texted them to me. So I have all these wonderful pictures of Idris and I that I have not been able to post anywhere or share, and it's really annoying. Um, but as soon as I was done shooting, I texted them to my sisters, and that's when they were like, holy shit, Idris! And I'm like, yeah, I was She's not lying. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can show you the one. Hang on. Yeah. So may I ask why you're doing that? Why, why are you not allowed to uh, post these? Because the movie hasn't come out yet. So I have to be, I've been very careful. I've been making sure I don't post anything that hasn't already been shown because I don't want to get a phone call from a producer somewhere being like, um, Liz, can you please take that off your Facebook? And I'll be like, Oh, or worse, I don't want to get fired. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, uh, hell yeah, that is awesome. Yeah. yeah, so that was one of the pictures I texted to my sisters and the, on the group text, and that just set off a whole shame. They could not. They were like, holy shit, you were, you were for real. I'm like, yeah. And then, oh, you yeah. know, <laughs> suddenly it was like, hey, can we invite him over to our house for, like, Christmas? Like and I was like, he's new married. They're like, tell her she can come too. Like you know, I was, oh. <laughs> yeah, because you're you're immediately best friends, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah, let me just let me go invite him. You know, it was like all it was all I had to be able to go up to him and talk to him for like ten minutes between shots, like setup. I'm so sure. I was like, yeah, let me just walk over there and be like, hey, what you doing for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have gone over so well, probably. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. I did rap to him though. I thought that was funny because you know he's a he's an actor, he's a DJ, right. and now he's a rapper as well. And of course, when I got cast, I started blasting his song "Boasty" for like three weeks straight. <laughs> and um, and then we're sitting there, like I said, chit chatting, and I was like, oh, you know, and I hear you're a rapper now too. And he's like. Oh. I was like, no, you're absolutely a rapper. And then I rapped the last line of his verse of that song to him. And he just laughed at me. In case you couldn't tell by my voice, I am not a rapper in like the slightest. So when I rapped, he was literally like. <laughs> I was like, shut up. <laughs> so whatever, dude, I, I know opera. Shut up. Yeah, really. <laughs> So no, I was, was already okay. under the impression this out this uh, movie was out, but you just said it has not been released yet. So it hasn't been. It, it debuted at the Toronto Film Festival on the first week of September, and now we are waiting to hear who is winning out the negotiations. I've heard that there are certain interested parties. Um, I'm not allowed to say who, but the last I heard was that. Mm, I don't want to say that either. I, I think okay. it'll be soon. I would say early, very early in the new year would be awesome. when to look for it. As awesome. far as whether it'll be in a theater or on a streaming service, I'm not sure yet. Nowadays, yeah, it's sure. like tomato, tomato. It Nobody seems like is, movies yeah. do just as well on streaming <laughs> as they do in the theaters, if it's not better. crazy. And they did, I, I heard they did, right before the film festival, they did a screening of the movie in LA at a, um, a drive-in uh, theater. So who knows? I mean, you know, drive-ins are making a huge comeback right now. Yeah. So 
Yeah, Maybe yeah. they'll do that and then the streaming. I have no idea, but I just need to get out. It's getting to a point now where people are like, "Did you make it up? Did you like? Did you Photoshop those pictures?" Like, for, <laughs> it's been so long and we haven't heard anything about this. Like, did you, Liz? Were you really in this movie? And I'm like, <laughs> they really don't want to believe you, do they? They really don't. It's like, uh, guys, I, I couldn't even make this up if I tried. Really? This is the most surreal moment of my life. <laughs> like, you yeah. even give them a picture and they're like, but, but. Now, yeah, they're like, Photoshop, Photoshop. Liz, that's so sad. That's so sad and pathetic. <laughs> proof or it didn't happen type of thing right now. <laughs> like, come on. It really happened. That is, yeah. That's funny. So this movie, uh, Concrete Cowboys, is this a uh, a remake of the older film, or is this its own entity? No, this is its own entity. This is a this was a story based on the book Ghetto Cowboy by Greg Neary, um, and it's basically it's about you know the black cowboys in Philadelphia, and it's set. That's the framework is the black cowboys that exist in Philadelphia, and that's all true. By the way, they really do exist. Some of those cowboys are in our movie as cowboys, wow. um, so it's really cool. Um, but then the story is a father son story because, you know, my, my son, Caleb McLaughlin, um, you know, he's acting up at school. He's, he's just, I'm at the end of my rope with him and I'm like, I'm taking you to your dad. I'm dumping you on his doorstep and it's, you are now his problem. Um, and they, he's never known him for 15 years. He's never known him. So it's, learning who his father is, but then also learning who his father is in the context of him being the leader of this group of cowboys that he's like, what do you mean there's black cowboys in Philly? What? Like, that's the story. So okay. that sounds really good. I, I saw a yeah. teaser and I, I, uh, I'm intrigued. I want to see it. it looks the, cool. the teaser I saw was so funny where he walks in and there's a horse in his dad's house. And I just, I saw that and I laughed hysterically. I was like, I cannot wait to see this. I can't wait. I read the book, but I mean, I, I can't wait to see this. I think people are going to be really surprised by, by Caleb in particular. I mean, Idris, they're all going to be just like, Oh, he's a cowboy and he's shirtless. Like, I mean, come on. But, um, <laughs> you know, and that was again, Make nice with your costume people because he was buttoned up until my seam and the costume person was like, let's just get rid of three of these buttons over here. One, two, three. And then she walked by me and she's like, you're welcome. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you just do, Teresa? You know, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, my boyfriend will never let me live it down, the fact that I did not kiss him in this movie. There, I gave you a spoiler. I did not kiss him in this movie. Oh man, I'm going it right to the presses with that. It wasn't written in the script. It was not written in the script. That's why I didn't do it. And he's like, you didn't You didn't just take advantage. It's Idris Elba. I was like, it's my first movie. I'm not going to be that actress that's like, I know this isn't written, but whatever. I'm just going to feel it out and do my thing. Yeah. Um. So come on in. Bring it in. Like, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be that one. I was like, I felt the moment. I did what was required of me. I was trying to be the professional, but. Yeah. Just try to work it in somewhere with the script. I'm going to try to lay one you know, on right now. And it's so funny because I, there was apparently the, the kiss was originally written in there. Um, I found out the next day from the director and he goes, yeah, we had it in there and then we took it out. But I figured, you know, if you really wanted to, you would have just done it. I was like, 
Oh man. Jaw on the floor. <laughs> oh my god. Oh boy. Oh. Can I get a reshoot, please? Yeah. That's what I'm the director. Can't you just like order a reshoot? And he literally laughed in my face. He's like, oh, if only. <laughs> yeah, it's one okay, thing if it's one thing if someone's like, telling you to do it, but it's you know you don't know how a person's going to react. You know, somewhere down the road they could be like, uh, Idris, uh, would you like to work with Liz again? Wait, is she the one that just yeah. kissed, like grabbed me and started kissing me? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> get her back! Get her back! Like, oh no! And I think you know what's really embarrassing. I think there was one take where he did kind of lean down, like he was, and I full on full-on panicked because it was I wasn't ready I was not ready I was not expecting it and so it's literally like I'm in the scene and I'm literally like uh-huh, uh-huh, no 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 <laughs> <laughs> that was the shot of me going no 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 <laughs> yeah. so, that's the yeah, one that they yeah. I could have I just I panicked I full-on panicked I have no regrets. I got to touch the man. I'm happy. I could die I, happy. I would all say I there you go. I yeah. hugged him. I was like, this is it. This is all. This is good. I'm fine. <laughs> right. No kidding. And for being your, your debut, that's incredible as well. I mean, typically a yeah. lot of people have to do a lot of uh, like uh, no name roles and stuff before anything like this happens. Your first role. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I'm glad they didn't tell me ahead of time. Uh, like, I sort of figured out for myself halfway through the audition process exactly what the role was because they did not say ahead of time, this is the part that's going to be the wife to his character. Um, They just sort of sent me the script and they said, oh, it's the mom. And I'm reading it and I'm like, oh, that's nice. And in the back of my head, I'm like, Idris Elba's in Philly doing a a movie about cowboys. Didn't think of it. And then (laughs) like the second audition I had, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I sort of I'm reading through and I'm like, what who's playing the the husband? Like, who? Well, I know Idris is in this movie. Pretty sure he's playing the guy. This must be the wife of Idris. And then that's like, okay, well, I'm not gonna get that part. I'm probably maybe a stand-in. Like maybe they're looking for someone to be the height of like Carrie Washington, maybe. <laughs> and like, maybe I'll get that part, which is fine. I mean, totally, I would do it. So again, like I'm still not thinking that I'm really up for it. And then around the third audition was when I was like, oh shit, really? Like you're really, <laughs> me, really? <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, you know, and I heard like, the director around the third audition, the director was like, I want her. And the producer, or at least one, maybe more uh, producers were like, we should probably look at getting a name, you know, Carrie or someone like that. I don't know. But maybe we should look into getting a name so we can guarantee butts and seats. And the director was like, I like her. Let's go with her. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know to what extent Idris had any say over that. I have no idea, but I did not meet him, which is unusual for an audition like that. I didn't meet him or Caleb until I showed up on set for my first day. So that's yeah. something else. It's, it's crazy how that process works. That reminds me, um, some time ago we had Toro Masamuni on the show. He's an actor who, uh, portrayed, uh, the shredder in the first Michael Bay, uh, turtles movie and yeah yeah he said something very similar he said you know i had auditioned they called me in and he goes i never knew really what i was supposed to play i thought maybe just an extra a foot soldier and then he's like who am i supposed to be anyway oh you're the main bad guy 
He's like, whoa, what? (laughs) It was like, I mean, I, I, I just, I was reading it and I'm like, it's clearly the mom, but I'm nobody. Like I have no film credits on my resume. I have no, you know, like they don't know me. So uh, maybe, you know, I I can be the stand-in when Carrie needs to go to the bathroom and then the rest of the scenes, I'll be like shopper number four in the back with my little shopping cart and, you know, something like that. I just, I just never thought that I'd be seriously considered until the end. But meanwhile, I mean, um, I went all in for the audition because the part as written at that time versus how she ends up in the movie was not the same. In the movie, she's a nurse. She's very professional. She's, you know, in the audition, she was a drug addict about to be evicted. That was the scene was her. The cops were giving her like 10 minutes to grab whatever she could out of her house before she was being evicted. So it was a much darker role. And I mean, I, I, (laughs) <laughs> I didn't sleep for like 48 hours. So I looked really gross. I showed up with like a scarf in my hair and like horrible makeup. And I was crying, like crying. And so I went and I went all in for the audition. I, I'm thinking that's what made them be like, huh? All right. She, she's, she's going for it. All right. But like I said, the, what I ended up playing was very different. So Sure. That's a pretty extreme thing to have to go on an audition for all of a sudden, just to be like some drugged out, busted person going yeah. in to clean up yeah. your stuff out of nowhere. And then especially for the role that you played. So, yeah. And I, you know, like I said, at that point, I didn't think I was being seriously considered, but the casting director had seen me several times before. And she's always called me in for, I call them target moms, those commercials where it's like, who's ready for a school? Like I'm that mom. I'm very good at that. So I really just wanted to see, I wanted her to see me do something different. It had nothing to do with, will I actually get the part? I just wanted her to know, oh, we can call her in for some dramatic stuff too. So I really, like I said, I had no like idea I was even being seriously considered for it until the end, which was probably a good thing because I think it would have made me very nervous before that. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. it's a, a true testament, honestly, to your uh, talent, the fact that, you know, oh, like you, you said, your IMDb only has a couple little things on there, and uh, <laughs> they still were like, no, we don't want the big name. We want to get her. Sounds like you're going to be a yeah. big name pretty soon, though. I hope so. Well, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, it was cool. In the, I was in the same boat as Ricky, the director, Ricky Staub, and also Caleb McLaughlin, in a way, because this is his first big film. I mean, he's done Stranger Things, but he has not headlined a film before. So this was his first big thing. It was my first big thing. And it's Ricky's first uh, feature film. He's only done short films. So the three of us at different points would just kind of look at each other like, can you leave? Can you believe this is happening? Are you ready? Are you ready for this? You know what I mean? Um, so I just, you know, I hope that, because I know Ricky's going to go on to do amazing things. I just want it to be like, so you know how, like, Quentin Tarantino, like, works with the same people all the time? Like, remember <laughs> this face. You know I mean? <laughs> just remember me. <laughs> That's what I'm, I'm hoping happens. And, you know, I've got Caleb's number in my phone. I saw him on Lip Sync Battle. And uh, he was doing a song, and he, like, ripped his shirt open, and I texted him. I was like, Caleb, it's your mother. Put your shirt on. He did not. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dang. 
Um, but you know, I hope he'll remember me someday and be like, that's, that was my mom, you know? So we'll see what happens. But honestly, if I do nothing else, if I never get cast in another movie, I mean, I hope I do, but this will be the movie I'm going to be telling the grandkids about. Like, let me tell you about my first movie. <laughs> Gather you know what I mean? Like, yeah. this is the story that I could just, I could die happy and be like, I did it. You know what I mean? So. Oh, absolutely. That is so awesome. Congratulations <laughs> to you uh, for that. Now, I, I know this has been a, a rough uh, time of year and a lot of production and stuff is shut down. So I want to ask, well, you know, what, what else is uh, in the pipeline? What's new and next for you? Or is anything uh, lined up yet? I, I'm taking it easy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm auditioning, but it basically it's like, yeah, COVID really threw a lot of things in, in yeah, it's so um, we're basically waiting to see what happens when the movie comes out. I am writing as well. I do write. Um, I'm working on a web series and a screenplay. Um, and so the one of the good things about being in quarantine and all that is I've had so much time to write. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been able to connect with a few actors and we've been sort of developing those. Um, so that's I think. Those will probably be next down the pipeline for me, unless, of course, you know, I happen to land some kind of commercial or something. I don't know. Uh, But that's it. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm taking it easy. I'm writing a lot and we'll see what happens after that. Yeah. (laughs) One day at a time. That's all we can do. No, you know, it's like I'm enjoying it for what it is right now. Sure. I mean, when the movie does come out, I'm really excited to see what the reaction will be. Somebody tweeted about me after the festival and I was just like that's crazy (laughs) that's crazy so I'm excited to see what happens someone tweeted about you and all you have is a Facebook you didn't don't even have the Twitter to see it (laughs) so uh, my mom has like Google alerts set for me Uh and so my name popped up when she clicked on it she was like Liz and then she screenshotted it and it was um, a reviewer that had gone to the festival and she said something like Oh, I'm so taken with the actress who plays um, Cole's mother, and I just found out it was her first film, and I was like, "Oh, it's me!" Like, you know, like I've never <laughs> met this person. Um, that was cool. That was cool. It's going to so, be really yeah. cool in about another year when uh, people see this episode, and you're 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 huge. Everyone knows your name, yeah. and we're like, "Yeah, we were one of the first to get her." <laughs> That's going to be That'd awesome. That would be awesome. Well, I mean, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember us back then when you are famous, the come oh, on. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, we want Oscar invites. Like, yeah. You guys have no idea how much fun this kind of stuff is for me. So I'm like, I'm keeping everybody's information. I'm going to be like, I have more to promote. Can I come back on? You know, Oscar, you're going to be so sick of me. No, <laughs> No, I was just going to say when uh, the movie drops and just anytime you want, you are welcome back. This is this has been more than a blast. No, you guys, this is so fun. I could talk with you all day. So uh, on Facebook, people just should uh, search your name. Yes, under Liz Priestley, you can find me. And um, you could also follow me on IMDb under Liz Priestley. But that's it. I don't have any social media. I'm boring. If I had an Instagram, it would just be pictures of, like, my feet being like, Happy Tuesday. Like, I don't know. That's better content than what I'm seeing on there typically, so. Yeah. 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 I'm sure it'll 
will happen, but uh, right now, Facebook or IMDb. That's I, I totally get it. I'm not one for social media. We only do it for the show because we have to. <laughs> if it yes, wasn't for that, exactly. I would be out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Liz, this has been absolutely uh, just a blast. Again, you are welcome back anytime. You're, you are so funny, very charming. You have a home here. So thank you thank so you. much for being here with us this evening. That's so great. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> and Jack, what have we on the website, sir? Go to CanDarePodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, see some of our YouTube videos, buy some merch, become a patron, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. And once again, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CanDarePod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And again, patreon.com forward slash pod. $5 a month, extra content, enough said. What, what else do I need to say? I've been saying it, people. Haven't I been saying it? Go over there. Just go to our website. Click the link. Uh, and uh, what else am I forgetting? We have merch, too. New, new uh, shirt vendors. Remember that expensive merch we used to have? Well, it's gone. We've got cheaper merch now. And when I see things say nicer. cheaper, I mean cheaper in price, not cheaper in quality. Because I like the shirt. Yes. That's yep, how yep. you market, Randy. Noted, <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> Am I forgetting anything, gentlemen? Yes. 9 p.m. Tuesdays. Come laugh with us. Come cry with us. Jackbox on Facebook. See, now I feel I made too big of an impact on your marketing for your show. I'm sorry. I wish I wouldn't have said anything. Else. I'm just going to go stand in the corner. I just you just do you, me. Randy. You just do you. <laughs> Tune in if you want to see him make an ass of himself. I'm going back to the original script. <laughs> all right everyone i think that's gonna do it uh liz you your sisters and idris are welcome to the candare christmas this year just go ahead and make that oh thank you thank you so much they're gonna be very excited to hear that i'm sure i'm sure they will be (laughs) until next time i am jeremy collie i'm jack doherty i'm randy hardenbrook i'm liz Priestley. thank you so much for listening and be excellent to each other everyone there's a fire in your house be sure to get outside immediately and once outside get on candarepodcast.com well thanks for the tip blowtorch but just one question what about the fire and no one is half the battle G.I. Joe hello hello there she is hi Liz how are you good how are you good let me turn on my camera i didn't anticipate this so you're not going to get a good look at it <laughs> there we are how are you it's good to see you I, was, I don't think i have it right because i can't see you but that's just because i'm not technologically you know oh i see so i just gave up my identity for no reason is what you're telling I mean, me it's too late now <laughs> <laughs> This has been a Canned Air production.
Well, hey, podcast listener. My name is Vince, and I'm the host of a show called The RR Show. It stands for Reddit Readings. We're going to sit down twice a week, and I'm going to bring you the most entertaining stories from all of the best subreddits that exist online. Things like malicious compliance, petty revenge, hey, lady, I don't work here. Oh, there's so much more. Lots of great stories and things you won't believe. Like the one time uh, this dude was caught in a bathroom with his friend and he was slapping them because that was the only way that he could actually legitimately help them. A mall cop comes in with a taser. Oh, yeah, the rest is history. It's going to be fun. There is, uh, well, I don't know, I got like 20 seconds left, so I don't got much more time to tell you another story. But just join me on The RR Show. It's from Evergreen Podcast, produced in partnership with Wessler Media. So The RR Show. Wherever you get podcasts, subscribe today, and uh, it's like an adult story time. Let's hang out together. The RR Show. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts.